Welcome to Hands-On Business Podcast. As you know, the podcast is here to give advice and tips on how to build and grow businesses. The standard format is to have expert guests on, but once in a while, I do my business bite version, which is just a little old me opining on a topic that's caught my eye. So this today is a business bite, and the topic that we're going to be talking about today was triggered after a conversation I had with a member of my team, a real top performer. Now I asked him, how do you see your career developing? What is it that you want to do as you move forward? Because he's doing so well. And his answer was, I want to be a manager. I want to manage people. And whenever someone says that to me, my inevitable next question is, why do you want to do that? As I think this is critical. And it's a question that people should ask themselves. Because within the healthcare space, which is where I have worked predominantly for the last 25 years, people want to do it for several reasons. One is the natural progression to the top. You become a you know, your sales rep or in marketing, you then move into first line management, second line management, directors, etc. Lots of people want to do it just because they think, well, actually, I want to manage people. It's kudos. It looks good that I'm now managing people, etc. I think, however, there are two vital elements you should have if you want to be a good manager and definitely if you want to be a great manager. So just hold that thought as I'll come back to those two things in a moment. And that's obviously the topic of this podcast. But before I elaborate on those, I think it's really important to reflect and for people to reflect on why people should want to be great managers and also why would you want to ensure that you hire great managers not just good managers now i can't remember where i read it but i did read it many many years ago i read the following statement which i believe certainly in my experience rings very very true and the statement was a great manager can make a poor team perform averagely an average team perform well and a good team perform outstandingly now i'll add to that from my own personal experience nothing in that statement but the reverse is also true of managers that aren't great so if you need any evidence of this there is no better example than sir alex ferguson manager of my beloved manchester united football club their last title that they won was in 2012. now this was his sir alex ferguson's last season in charge and he won that title by 12 points uh, actually having a 12-point gap between him and the second-place team. The next season, with a new manager, because he retired, and effectively exactly the same team with the same players, Manchester United came sixth, and they haven't won a title since. What's the, what's the reason for that? Well, the only difference in those first two seasons was Sir Alec Ferguson. So I don't want to get into football, because I could be here all day and the pain that I, that I suffer as a Manchester United fan, but I won't. Uh, but I've seen examples of this consistently in business over 25 years. So that statement rings exceptionally true to me. So the question is, can anyone become a manager? But obviously, more importantly than that, can anyone become a great manager? And it's a common question. And it's one that reflects the reality of what we see in the workforce today. Because many people find themselves in management roles by virtue of their formal education or you know their technical expertise or their years of experience and then just get put into management roles. But interestingly, management expert Henry Minsberg warned, management is not a skill, it's an activity. It can't be taught. And when he was asked, so you're saying that management is more of an art than a science? 
He replied, yes, because management is messy. And remember that term, management is messy, because it is. However, that's his view. Management expert Peter Drucker once said, the one thing worse than training incompetent managers is not training them, i.e. management can become a commodity, i.e. just sticking people in as managers because of the education, etc. we just discussed, without checking their motivations or training them. And what's the implications of management becoming a commodity? Well, all too often, management becomes about management itself, i.e. managing tasks, whereas leaders, which I think is an important part of when you become a manager of people, uh, I think it's critical, you know, when you're trying to manage a team, they find themselves therefore getting sucked into tasks and activities that don't drive the team to do better. And companies will then pay a price for management failing. So it's critical in business to have great managers. So management guru and Harvard Business School professor that most people in marketing will hear of, John Cotter, says people who are on the treadmill of management, i.e. focusing on so-called management tasks, are less likely to try new things, they're less likely to suggest improvement, and they're less likely to risk failure, which therefore means they're less likely to succeed. The management treadmill spares no one, Cotter warns. Now, so that's just some of the thoughts of the uh, great management gurus and thinkers. So pick out what you will from that lot. But in my simple opinion, from my top pocket, there are two things that you need to consider if you want to become a manager of people and definitely if you want to become a great manager of people. Number one, do you love people? And I mean, do you love being around them, interacting with them, listening with them, supporting them? Because remember what Mintzberg says, management is messy. So if you don't love people, management can become irritating. It can become stressful. And if you don't enjoy something, what is the chance of you excelling at it? It's obviously significantly reduced, isn't it? So that's number one. Do you love people? Number two is do you love developing people? And I've seen this as a, as a big issue in management circles over the years because often managers, when they get a successful person, like the guy I told you about at the top of the story, you know, you want to keep them in their place because they're good. And if they're good, it means that they're adding to your success as a manager because they're really pushing your team forward. And they don't want to move that person or develop that person because they want you to stay in the team. Great managers, however, want you to do well and they want you to excel because that development that they give to that individual helps the team. But it also means, unfortunately, which is why no one wants to do it, that you may one day leave. But the great manager doesn't mind because they know they can develop new people and may well develop a greater team from what they've learned from developing you. So a great manager sees other managers or other individuals moving into management roles, moving into different roles as their own success because they've helped you develop, they've nurtured you and they've moved you on and they've built another team. And that is when you know you have a great manager and that's when you will get that real acceleration of performance. So the greatest manager that I've ever had was a young lady who was my first manager when I was new to the pharmaceutical industry. I was a medical rep. She was my first regional business manager. Now, I never mentioned the names, as you know, but she knows who she is. And obviously she's still a good friend to this day. Now, I remember her saying to me very early on in my career, I think she'd been out of me in the field about three or four times. And she said to me that she believed that I would one day manage her. Now, 
She may not have meant it literally, as in that I will be her manager because we're not always going to be in the same company. But what she meant is that she saw me being able to progress in my career and move into those management spheres. And obviously, when you're a new salesperson, I can assure you, your regional manager is almost like God to you. So when they're saying that to you, you start to believe it. So imagine that belief that gave me. Do you think I worked harder and tried to do better? <laughs> Obviously, I did. Now, however, what was important was it's very easy for managers to say the right thing and say they like developing people and they love people, etc. But with her, it wasn't just words. She gave me development in her own time as well as putting me on official development courses. She then supported me through my first management development center. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have got my first management role in that company. In short, if it wasn't for her management, and if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't be doing what I am doing today. So no surprise that she's still a fantastic manager. She's moved to different companies, moved up the ladder. She's doing fantastically well to this day and has many, many awards to prove what a great manager and the leader she is. So to recap, there are loads of theory about management from people greater than me, but the simple things that I've learned after studying great managers over 25 years is number one, as I said right at the outset, that statement, a great manager can make a poor team perform averagely. It can make an average team perform well and a good team perform outstandingly. But number two, if you want to be a great manager, you need to love people and you genuinely need to love developing people. And in my simple and humble opinion, if you don't, my advice is move on and go and do something else that you do love.